Father Abbott's haggard visage. Dalebert Marquardt was a man possessed now, a snarling, vicious thing. If at first Marquardt had wanted Avalon captured and tried, he merely wanted the man dead now, and painfully dead, tortured, rended, his heart torn out and put on a stake before the front gate of St. Maribel. Marquardt hardly talked of dead Syreton these days. His focus was purely the stones, the precious stones, and he meant to get them back. All of that had been put aside for the moment, though, out of necessity even greater than Marquardt's obsession, for the war had at last come to St. Maribel. There they are, Father Abbot Marquardt remarked, pointing out across the bay. Jejona leaned on the low wall, squinting into the darkness, and there, rounding a bend along the northern spur of the rocky seacoast, came the lights of a vessel, obviously sitting very low in the water. Powery barrel boat, Marquardt said distastefully, as more and more lights came into view. A thousand of them out there! And so confident that they approached in full view, with lights burning, Jejona silently added. And that wasn't even the extent of their problems, though the master saw no need to remark on the potentially greater troubles facing the abbey. And how many by land? The father abbot demanded, as though he had read Jojona's mind. Twenty thousand? Fifty? The whole powery nation is upon us. As if all the weathered isles had been dumped at our gate. Again, the portly Jojona had no practical response. According to the reports of trusted sources, a vast army of the four-foot-tall dwarves, the cruel Powries, had landed less than ten miles down the coast from St. Maribel. The brutal creatures had wasted no time in laying waste to the nearby villagers, slaughtering any humans who could not escape. The image of that brought a shiver along Jejona's spine. Powries were also called bloody caps for their practice of dipping their specially treated berets, caps made of human skin, into the blood of their slain enemies. The more blood one of those berets soaked, the brighter its crimson stain, a sign of rank among the barrel-bodied, spindly-limbed dwarves. We have the stones, Jojona offered. Marquardt snorted derisively. And we'll tire our magics long before we diminish the ranks of the wretched powries, and of the goblin army that's said to be moving south of here. There is the report of the explosion far to the north, Jejona offered hopefully, trying in any way possible to improve Marquardt's surly mood. The father abbot didn't disagree. Whispers from reliable sources spoke of a tremendous eruption in the northern land known as the Barbican, reputedly the land of the demon Dactyl who had gathered this invading army. But while those rumors offered some distant hope that war had been brought to the Dactyl's doorstep, they offered little in the face of the force now moving against St. Maribel, something Marquardt emphasized with his next derisive snort. Our walls are thick. Our brothers well-trained in the fighting art, and our catapult crew second to none in all Corona. Jejona went on, gaining momentum with every word. 
and St. Maribel is better suited to withstand the siege than any structure in Hans the Bear, he added, preempting Markwart's next glum statement. Better suited with not so many mouths to feed, Markwart snapped at him, and Jejona winced as if slapped. I wish that the powders had been quicker. Master Jejona sighed and moved a few steps to the side then, unable to tolerate his superior's grating pessimism, and that last remark, obviously aimed at the multitude of pitiful refugees who had recently come swarming into St. Maribel. It had, in Jojona's estimation, been on the very edge of blasphemy. They were the church, after all, supposedly the salvation of the common man. And yet here was their father abbot, their spiritual leader, complaining about giving shelter to people who had lost almost everything. The father abbot's first response to the influx of refugees had been to order...